Hello, my name is Keegan Peck, and this is the Pipeline Project Podcast. I want to ask you a question. How strong is your faith? Maybe you can readily say that your faith is very strong and that it has been most of your life. If that's the case, that's wonderful, and you serve as an example to others. But if your answer is that it fluctuates, that you have highs and lows, and that it's a process, that's okay. I think most of us struggle with having a solid faith, and that's not because we don't believe or that we don't read the Bible or pray. We do those things, but we still struggle sometimes. And why is that? At its foundation, faith in God comes down to trusting Him. And though we believe in God and try to live Christian lives, what I believe holds most of us back is our doubt. Not necessarily our doubt that He exists, but our doubt as to what He can do, and our doubt in His promises. And though we would never profess to be doubters of God, our doubt lies in our actions, and can be seen in our fears and our lack of true joy in what He's promised us. The biggest demonstration of this can be seen in the answer to this question. When you die, do you know that you're going to heaven? If you're a Christian and your answer is anything other than a certain yes, then there's some doubt in God and in His words. And I constantly find myself in that same boat. Because when I'm asked that question, my answer is usually, I think so, or I hope so. But that's not demonstrating a solid faith in God or in His words and power. As Christians, we have something and someone in whom we can be confident. We can have joy throughout our lives, no matter what happens, and we can take comfort in what we have waiting for us. In Hebrews 10, verses 19 through 23, it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is, through his flesh, And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our body washed with pure water. Let us hold firmly to the confession of our hope, without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. As the Hebrews writer said, He who promised is faithful. Our God is faithful, but we have to trust Him. We have to believe and have full confidence in His words. Before we deal with our confidence in heaven and Christ's salvation for us, I want to touch on a few examples in the Bible of people's faith in God to do what He said He could do. One of the things I find fascinating about several of the accounts of Jesus' healings is that He mentioned to them being healed according to their faith, and asked about their faith. In Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 30, it says, As Jesus went on from there, two men who were blind followed him, crying out, Have mercy on us, son of David. And after he entered the house, the men who were blind came up to him, and Jesus said to them, 
Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, It shall be done to you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Why is it that Jesus asked them if they believed that he was able to heal them? When we pray to God today to heal someone or to help us, do we believe that he is able to do it? Or do we find ourselves thinking that maybe he can only do part of it? When you're praying for God to heal someone, do you believe that he can completely heal them? Or do you believe that he can only help them improve a little? That's not to say that he will always do what we ask, because his plans are sometimes different from ours. But if we ask him to do something, we should believe with all our heart that he is able to do it. I'm reminded of a passage in Mark 9 where a man has trouble believing in Jesus' power, but the exchange between him and Jesus mirrors me in my life sometimes. Mark chapter 9, verses 17 through 27. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy, and when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, Since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us, if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. I unfortunately find myself identifying with this man's statement, telling God, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Because it's hard to believe, isn't it? It's hard to trust him sometimes, isn't it? The thing is, Jesus' disciples struggled with that, even though they were with him almost constantly. They had seen him heal people, but they still didn't trust in or understand his authority. In Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, we are told of another situation where the disciples didn't understand Jesus' power and authority. On that day, when evening came, he said to them, Let us go over to the other side. After dismissing the crowd, they took him along with him in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a fierce gale of wind developed, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so that much of the boat was already filling with water, 
and Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid, and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? They saw the miracles of Christ, but they still had trouble believing his power and authority. And maybe that's why Jesus allowed them to get into this situation, so that they could see that they could trust him. And perhaps God allows us to be led into situations or find ourselves in certain circumstances to show us that we can trust him, to show us that he is faithful. The problem is that, just like the disciples, we quickly forget, and we have to be reminded of it again and again. But maybe that's why there are so many verses on faith and trusting God, because we all struggle with it, just like the first century church. Even though we believe in God, even when we can trust Him to be faithful to at least good Christians, do we really believe that we fall into that category? I know I struggle with it. I often think that I'm not good enough for the salvation that God offers. And the truth is, I'm not. But thankfully, we don't have to be good enough. All we have to do is follow Him. And no matter how much we stumble along the way, as long as we get back up and keep pressing on, He will take us with Him, to be with Him when our journey is ended. I want to read a few verses to encourage you this week to be confident in your faith and to trust that God will save you if you follow Him, no matter what else has happened or will happen. John chapter 3 verses 14 through 18. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes will have eternal life in Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through Him, the one who believes in him is not judged. The one who does not believe has been judged already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. John chapter 5, verse 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you, because I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I am coming again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you also will be. And finally, 1 John chapter 5. Verses 10 through 15. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God 
has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. The one who has the Son has the life. The one who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence which we have before Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from Him. So no matter what, if you are following Christ, then everything is going to work out fine one way or another. Be it things work out in this life or not, we have a home waiting for us. And we can trust that because we can trust the one who told us that. He is all-powerful and he loves us. We just have to trust him. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at feedback at thepipelineproject.com. If you enjoy the show, I would love it if you would spread the word. This podcast can only continue to grow with your help. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have it delivered right to your device. And while you're there, a rating or review would be very helpful to help more people find the show. Watch for future episodes released on Sundays. See you next time. Thanks for listening.